afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Living Light Outdoors on the road. We are uh, still down in southeast Arkansas. Uh, man, where the bottom fell out of the temperature gauge, I, I have not, I mean, it's usually not this cold down in this part of the country, or at least not that I'm aware of. It's been a little bit brutal down here. We are uh, enjoying a little sightseeing, seeing some old places where Rhonda and her dad lived and those types of things, kind of traveling around looking at some cool stuff. So I wanted to jump in here this afternoon and bring you a podcast. Have you ever found yourself in need of rescue? Uh, And and maybe that's a little strong. Maybe you don't really feel like you've needed to be rescued, but you find yourself in hard places. You find yourself in maybe some difficult circumstances. Maybe you find yourself in a place where you really were in trouble and really did need rescued. And and I, I and kind of some of my thoughts and I ran across some scripture and, and I really thought, man, this is good stuff. This is this is really a, a a format for how do we deal with calamity in our life? How do we deal with struggle? How do we deal with these moments when maybe we do need to cry out to be rescued? And maybe we find ourselves, you know, treading water and, and we're running out of steam and we're not going to be able to keep our head above water very much longer. So we find ourselves in this moment of crying out. I think that's kind of where Peter was. It happened rather quickly with him, right? He crawls out of the boat when Jesus told him to come on. He's walking on the water. He's looking at Jesus. He can't believe what's going on. But then he gets distracted. He starts looking at the storm and he sinks, right? We, we know the story. He begins to sink and immediately cried out, Lord, save me. And what does the Bible say? The Bible says immediately Jesus reached out his hand and lifted him up. Now, I think there's some really cool things involved in all of that. There's a lot of story. You hear me talk about it a lot. It's actually one of my favorite places and stories in the Bible. I want to take you to to David. Um, David has a knack for his Psalms. David has a... He's got a writing ability where he displays his failures really well. But, but he also displays his heart of repentance. He, he knows he needs a Savior. He knows he needs God's intervention. And he cries out to God when he finds himself in despair, and God hears his cry. And, and I think this is a reflection of us in our life today, and it's something I thought I wanted to point this out to us today in David's story, how much it can align with when we find ourselves in moments of calamity or despair ourselves. So this, I I titled this today, Come to Our Rescue, and this is David's Psalm of Rescue. It takes place in 2 Samuel 22, verses 1 through 25. So let's see what David's speaking here. 2 Samuel 22, starting with verse 1. David spoke the words of this song to the Lord when the Lord rescued him from the hands of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress, on the mountain and my rescuer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior. You save me from violence. I call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. For the waves of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed and terrified me. The cords of shoals surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. I cried out to my God, and from his temple in the heavens, he heard my voice. Man, I love that. 
My cry for help came into his ears. Then the earth shook and quaked, and the foundations of the heaven trembled and were shaken because he was angry. Smoke went up out of his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with thick darkness under his feet, and he rode on a cherub and flew. He appeared upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness canopies around him, a mass of waters, thick clouds of the skies. Out of the brightness before my coals of fire were set aflame. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice. He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and confused them. The channels of the sea appeared, the foundations of the world were uncovered, and the rebuke of the Lord at the blast of the breath of his nostrils he sent from above. He took me, he drew me out of great waters. He rescued me from amongst my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They came upon me in the day of my calamity. But the Lord was my support. He also brought me out of an open place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he has rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not acted wickedly against my God. For all his judgments, his legal decisions were before me. And from his statutes, I did not turn aside. I was also blameless before him and kept myself from wrongdoing. Therefore, the Lord was rewarded me, has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his sight. I love that verse 25 because it leads with a word that I love to talk about. Therefore, because of this, because I have done all of these things, because I've kept my way before the Lord, because I've not acted wickedly against my God, because my, according to the cleanness of my hands, he's rewarding me, and, and he's dealt with me according to my righteousness. He found me blameless before him. Therefore, the Lord has rewarded me according to this, because of this, because of this is how it should be, the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness my right standing with him, according to my cleanness in his sight. I got news for you. Had that story come about a different way and David wasn't clean before the Lord. David hadn't kept all the ways of the Lord. He had not acted, uh, had, maybe he had actually acted wickedly against God. All of these things would not be according to the cleanness in his sight. And God would not have done the things that he said he was going to do. All of the stuff we saw in those previous verses the, the, the way God come, the fact that the, the earth shook and quaked at the appearance of God coming on behalf of one of his saints. Man, that's powerful stuff. But he did so because of the righteousness seen in David, according to cleanliness in his sight. How does God see us today? Well, when we find ourselves in the midst of our calamity, and yes, I know, I know for a fact that some of my decisions, some of my movements have created my calamity. Uh, you, you know, I, I'm crying out for help out of something I created. I'm crying out for help because of a bad decision that I made. I'm crying out for help because I stepped out of line or or maybe I made a, a wrong turn or a wrong move. But it, it's, it's God looking at the purity of our hearts. I, I have a heart after God. I do everything I can to, to serve him correctly. It, it's, it's in these moments. David was not a perfect man. David was not without fault. We see David's faults throughout the Psalms. But what he did and what he was in fact 
was a heart after God's own, or a man after God's own heart. His his repentant heart, his brokenness when he failed. That that's what God's looking at. Are are you are you broken when you fail, God? Yeah, I used to ask our young people. You know, what, remember back when your mom spanked you? You know, remember remember back in the days when you got in trouble? Have you ever made your mom cry? Man, I hated that. My mom would cry. I'd do something dumb, and my mom would tear up and she would cry. That was worse than any beating I ever got. That was worse than any whooping I ever got. That was worse than every switching I ever got was to see my mama cry. Well, that's how I want us to take a look at God today because that's how he sees us when we, when we, a follower of Christ, go against his word, when we, a creation of his, goes against the ways that he had intended for us to go, it, it, it hurts his heart. I believe that. I believe with all my heart that God is, is, is torn when, when his creation can't see through the veil of darkness to who he is as the light, as the creator. David goes on, and this is, in, in a, is actually another psalm of David, very similar to what I just read to you, but this takes place in Psalms 144, verse 1 through 7, and this is a prayer for rescue and prosperity that David has, has, has penned here. And listen to this, Psalm 144, 1 through 7, Blessed be the Lord, my rock and my great strength, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Man, I love just that number one verse right there. God trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Listen, this is what he's doing for his believers. You want to fall on your face before the Lord? You want to cry out to him? Let him, let him train your hands for war. Let him, let him uh, make your fingers able for battle. He goes on in verse 2 to say, My steadfast loving kindness and my fortress, my high tower and my rescuer, my shield and, my, and, and, in, and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. Lord, what it is a man that you can take notice of him or the son of a man that you think of him. Man is like a mere breath. His days are like a shadow that passes by. Bow your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains, and they will smoke. Flashing lightning, and scatter my enemies. Send out your own arrows, and confuse and embarrass and frustrate them. Stretch out your hand from above. Set me free, and rescue me from great waters. Out of the hands of hostile foreigners who surround us. That's just simple prayer that David is speaking for rescue and prosperity. God, you, you're, you're my fortress. You're my rock. You're, you're everything about me. You train my hands for battle. You train my fingers for battle, my hands for war. You're my steadfastness. You're my fortress. You're my high tower. You are my rescuer. You're my shield, and in him I take refuge. You're the one who subdues the people under me. Lord, what is a man, what, who am I, that you take notice of me? Or, a, or the son of man that you think of me. Man is like a mere breath. His days are like shadow that passes by. Remember the Bible says that our, our life here on this earth is much like a fog, here for a moment and gone in, a, in an instant. But he goes on to just cry out to God, Lord, bow your heavens. Come down, touch the mountains and they'll smoke. Flash lightning and scatter my enemies. Send out your arrows and confuse and embarrass and frustrate them. Stretch out your hand from above. Set me free and rescue me from great waters out of the hands of hostile foreigners who surround us. 
What a cry out from David to the Lord and what a cry out for us today. God, rescue us from those who persecute us. Rescue us from, from those who, who war against us. Train our hands for war. Train our fingers for battle. God, that you set us apart for such a time as this. This is our time to do war. Man, it's not warfare like we think. This, this warfare is a spiritual warfare. This is a time to get on our knees before the Lord and ask him to pour into us that which is what he'd have us to have for this time, for this fight that we are in. We're not going to win this war with physical things. We're not going to win this war by barricading ourselves in our house and arming ourselves to the teeth. That's not how this war is going to be fought. This war is being fought in the heavenlies. Yeah, there's a lot of physical things going on around us. And yes, we must guard our physical nature. We must guard our spiritual nature. But I'm telling you, the battle is ensuing in the spiritual realm. That's where we need to focus our fight. That's where we need to focus our training. That's where we need to focus our, our weaponry is in the spiritual realm. The, the word of God is the sword. We're, we're to put on all the armor of God, the, the breastplate, all of those things, but the sword, our weapon is the word of God. And it's through his truth that we'll set the captive free. Amen. Man, I hope you're catching some of this. Hope you catch the meaning of what he's talking about in this. We find ourselves in all kinds of trouble, but when we have a heart for God, when we're pursuing the Lord with everything we have in us, no matter what calamity may come about in our life, no matter how many times we trip and fall, no matter how many times we skin our knees, God's standing beside us to lift us up when we cry out to him. He comes to our aid. Ron and I have been crying out to God for many particulars in, in our lives and in our family. We, we want to see God move in our family like never before. We want to see the power of God bring healing, restoration, wholeness to this family. And, and, and we want to see this family being monumentally effective for, this, for the house of the Lord, for, for God's kingdom here on this earth. God, that he use all of us to move this kingdom forward. That's the cry of our heart. We're crying for provision. We, we want more of him. We want more provision to do more work in his timing in this time that we're in today. May God grant these things. May God pour out on all of us who cry out to him in such a time as this. That God, we cry out humbly and we cry out your will be done. Doesn't matter what our will is. Doesn't matter what our need is or our wants are. We must cry out to God that his will be done in our lives, in our families' lives, in our finances, whatever it may be. God, we want your will to be done in our hearts. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll be headed home tomorrow. Uh, looks like I got a little work to do towards the end of this week. Amen. Praise the Lord. We can use a little provision in the account. So we're thankful that God's providing for us in such a way. Keep praying for us, please. Uh, we, again, th this, this battle ensues. Um, there's no letting up. I don't believe there's going to be any letting up till the time the Son of Man comes again to get us. Pray over us. Pray over this ministry that we're effective in everything that God gives us to do, that we look for ways to seek out that which we can do. Amen. Our job here is to seek out the lost so that it may be found. You're right here with us. Partner with us. Walk with us. Join us in this fight. Amen. I know that many of you have already done so. If you want to support us financially, all the giving links are on our website, www.livingloudoutdoors.com. You can support us right here through the podcast. 
You can also support us by sending us a check. There, we have all kinds of ways to do such. I will tell you, and I know for many of you who listen to the podcast, you listen on a regular basis, those commercials probably get annoying that you hear me put on. I try to hold them for a little while to let people listen to these podcasts without that commercial. But honestly, that commercial pays me. So every time you listen to that commercial, you're supporting us financially. It's a trickle, but they actually pay us to put that commercial on. That's why it's there. It's not so I can annoy you. (laughs) It's simply because that supports this ministry financially, at least a little bit at a time. We thank you for that. Thank you for your patience and listening to that commercial as it plays out. May God bless you guys. We are headlong, running fast into the new year. May God be blessing you this year that you might bless someone else. Amen. Pour out on someone as he pours out on you. We love you. God bless you. We will talk to you again real soon.